This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. So today we're going to talk through Matthew chapter 25, and I wanted to talk about the the five pillars that we're basing our Lighthouse programs on. And I've got Pastor Dwayne Modlin here with me. Before we get going, though, I wanted to read this passage from Matthew 25. It starts in verse 31, and it's a little bit long, but stick with me because it's important. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. I think that's in a really important passage, and and it is one of the foundational passages that we, we work with at the Lighthouse, and it gives us the five pillars of work that we focus on at the Lighthouse. So, so Dwayne, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, this passage and how it impacts our ministry and our mission at the Lighthouse and those that we serve. So first off, we run men's drug and alcohol rehabilitation programs. We mm-hmm. have 28 beds. You are the program director of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this passage specifically says, taking strangers in. Yeah. And that is what we do with the Lighthouse Men's Program. So, so talk to me a little bit about the program and, and how you fulfill this piece of the, the Matthew 25 passage with our addiction programming. Um, taking these men in who are struggling, who are doing that. I, I think first we need to mention that Jesus has asked the question, uh, what is the greatest commandment? And what does Jesus say, Brandon? To love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is like it. To love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus says all the law and the prophets are summed up in those two commands. If we truly say we love God, then the outcome of that is that we love people. And part of what we're trying to do in the Lighthouse, especially in our addiction programming, is to love people who are considered outcast, strangers, those who oftentimes people in our culture deem as unworthy. We want to take them in, offer them a safe place to hear the gospel, and to help them walk through a process of overcoming those addictive behaviors in their life through the gospel and by the power of the Holy Spirit is our goal. 
and to love them, we feed them. If they need clothing, we have our thrift stores that we get clothes at uh, for them. Um, also, we do prison letters through the programming as well, sending uh, letters to those who may be interested in our program and building relationships with them. And some of those guys never get a letter from anyone. And to get a letter from a place where they are loved and can point them to uh, Christ who loves them more than anyone is huge. And we're going to get into some of those pillars. I really want to talk about just the residential program right now. Mm -hmm. So 28 beds, we've got two phases of that program. Uh, We we call it the anchored program. So we have a 30-day lockdown program. So it's uh, no cell phones, no cars, no girls, no jobs. It's, yep. it's just them, Jesus, and recovery. Mm-hmm. And then we have a six-month work program that would be after that. That would um, we would we would it's by invite only. So if you do well in the thirty days, you can come to our six-month work program. You get a first shift job. We do counseling and groups and mentorship in the yeah. evenings. Tell tell me some some of the the structure of, of that 30-day program. What are the guys doing and, and how are we caring for them, the strangers that are living with us? Uh, uh, they have a strict schedule. Uh, we talk about structure. I think uh, a lot of these guys don't have any routine when they're coming in. We help structure that, give them some routine. They're waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We provide breakfast for them. Uh, we're doing. They do a devotion in the morning then we have classes through the day that are helping them with issues like how do how do i learn how to deal with my emotions in a healthy way how do i overcome these idols that's what we believe addiction is our idols in our lives uh, they have a a place to lay their head at night and feel safe and secure uh, and we have a great staff that love on these men and help them uh, walk through the process of overcoming these addictions in their life. So our devotions every morning and evening are based out of the gospel primer. Yeah, um, excellent material. Yeah, uh, Milton Vincent wrote that, and it yep. is it is a phenomenal book of focusing their mind on the gospel every morning yes. and every evening. So if you've never read the the gospel primer, I recommend you pick it up. You can get it for under ten bucks on Amazon. Uh, so, so we start with the gospel and we end with the gospel. gospel. Tell me about some of the groups that you, you are teaching throughout the week. Uh, again, like dealing with your emotions. We deal with heart idols. We deal with issues of anger, grief, guilt, have classes on those. Uh, right now I'm running a class on how to have a healthy relationships because most of these guys coming in, um, have damaged relationships through their addiction, and how do we rebuild relationships and how to uh, maintain those relationships in a healthy way I think is important. So giving them the tools to do that. Um, also, we work through the uh, book of Proverbs, teaching them wisdom, the everyday wisdom, how to put principles to practice in their life every day. We deal with issues of laziness. We deal with issues of the tongue. Um, all of these issues, principles we can put into practice into their life while they're here in a safe environment. That, right? So that class is called Life Skills from Proverbs, and I think yes. it's a phenomenal class. We also have a biblical manhood class where yes. we talk about um, healing the hurts from our past and how to be a um, how to be a father to our kids, even if we're yes. not seeing them. How to be 
a godly man that works hard and and plays hard and stays away from the traps that are so easy for men to fall into, like pornography and drugs and alcohol yeah. and greed. And it, it's just it's just so fun to take a stranger in, yes, and to love on them a little bit, and then to watch them grow. Watch the Holy Spirit work, right? Yeah. Uh, in the authentic manhood, one of the classes that the guys really, really connect with is the issue of the mother wound and the father wound, because mm-hmm. many of them have been hurt uh, either by their mom or, or, or their dad, and there's, there's emotional trauma there. And I think that class, man, they always come out of that one talking about, man, I kind of get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of, I'm, I mean, it doesn't excuse my behavior, but I kind of, it kind of explains some of the things that have gone on in my life. And that's a beautiful thing to see, Brandon. Yes, for sure. So, um, AJ came into our program not long ago. Yes. And he was a, an angry young man. Yes. Um, for the first week or so, I thought, this guy is not going to make this. Yeah. He, he is mad at the world. He is mad at God. He's mad at himself. He's mm-hmm. mad at everything. And then a switch clicked. Yep. And he's doing fantastic. He graduates. He, he's getting tonight. ready to graduate tonight. And um, there has been an amazing work in this kid's life. So here we took a stranger in who didn't really want to participate. <laughs> no. And then we saw God transform his life with the gospel. And it is just so exciting to see. And you work closer with the guys than I do. But yeah. from, from afar, I can just see the, the, the changes in their life, you know. Yeah. The, the day I walked in and he was smiling, I went, whoa, that's different. <laughs> yeah, and that's the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit working in these men's lives. Yep, so we take this pillar out of Matthew 25, and as we grow and expand at the Lighthouse, everything we do um, will fall under one of yes. these categories. So, so um, we have a, a future plan to possibly open some women's programming, some women's housing. Again, it would fit under this caring for the strangers. Stranger. And um, we want to make sure that that we're living out these pillars yes. as the lighthouse. And it also gives us focus and direction so we're not doing things outside of our, our wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I think understanding our vision and our purpose as a biblical center – a biblical organization, understanding uh, our vision and our purpose that God's given us is key for our success moving forward as well. Yep. And we also talked in this passage about um, feeding those who are hungry. And mm-hmm. You touched on that a little bit. We feed the, the strangers that come to us, yes. uh, the guys in our program. But we also have um, a feeding ministry every Friday night yep. where, where anyone can come and get a hot meal build community at the lighthouse mm-hmm. and connection. We, we really feel that the gospel is best shared in community. Yes. And food is a great way to do that. Amen. So so while, while our feeding ministry is, is just that, feed anyone who walks in the door, we want to build relationships with them. So we have big tables with chairs all around them, and, and we purpose to spread staff around to different tables, and we're, we're, we're building relationships with people who walk in who are hungry. Yeah, and this is the community that's coming in. Yep. The the guy's family is a yes. community. There was a gal named Shay. She walked she walked in um early on in, in what we were doing and and Shay was pregnant, single mom, lived in some of the government housing behind our our center and 
we had hamburgers that night and she ate five hamburgers. Wow. And we're sitting there going like, what's going on? So, so one of the women that works with us sat down and started talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, Jill sat down and started talking to her and you could tell afterwards, Jill was emotionally shook. And she said, that's the only thing she's eaten for three days. Wow. Here, here is a pregnant mom who's got some mental health issues, who, who, who was hungry. And it was interesting to see, um, Shay started coming back and she started building relationships and then she would stop in just to say hi. Yeah. And uh, we started building some of those relationships. Now, one day she disappeared and we've not seen her since. Uh, we pray for her. But yeah. but these are the types of things that our feeding ministry helps with. We also have a food bank. Yes. And um, the, the part of Fort Wayne that we're located in doesn't have a grocery store for over two miles. Yeah, we call that a food desert. A food desert. And... Um, we're in the middle of a, a, a fairly economically challenged part of the city. Yes. And there's a lot of government housing, a lot of senior housing, a lot of low-end housing. And they're taking the bus or they're walking. And, and the typical thing is that they're they're buying their groceries at the gas station. Yeah. Or and, the dollar store. Or the dollar store. And it's it's high-processed, high-salt, high-sugar items. And thus leads to health problems and, and, and all of these things. So one of the things that the community said they wanted was a food bank. So we opened a food bank at our center. And again, it's not just to f- feed people. That, yeah. That's really important. But it's to build relationships with them. Uh, we hired a community care manager. So anytime someone comes in and they want food, we sit down with them and we just talk. We pray with them if, if they want and, and share the gospel. And we're just we're just trying to meet their needs yes. as as we're we're giving them some food and resources. And our community care manager, Olivia, she does a great job making the people feel welcome, praying with them, and building connection with them. She's doing an excellent job doing that. Yep, absolutely. And one of the things that she's tasked with is to continue to connect with them, tie them back into our support groups, and get them involved in the community. Yeah. Because you can just pass out food. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're feeding people, but when you pass out food and build relationships, those, those are things that, that have kingdom impact. Yep. So we care for the stranger. We feed the hungry. Uh, we also clothe the naked. Yes. Now, we don't have naked people walking into our community <laughs> center, at least not Praise yet. Praise the Lord. Not yet. But, but we've had a lot of families that come and say, we can't get our kids clothes for school. Yep. Or... You know, I just got out of um, the mental health institute, and I've got one outfit, and I'm wearing it. Yep. So, so one of the other things Olivia does as our community care manager is she gives them vouchers to our thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lighthouse runs two thrift stores, and the goal of the thrift stores is, of course, to make money for the agency because we have to have money to pay run. salaries yep. and run the ministry and all of those things. But what a blessing it is to also give from from that that thrift store mentality. So instead of going to a clothing bank where where there's this musty closet in the back of this building and you reach in and get grandma's 70 um, year old sweater out, yeah. you know, after gra- grandma died, you donate the sweater to the clothing bank and this 16 year old kid walks in and you're handing her this moth ball smelling sweater that that is way out of style. That, that's not building dignity. That's not Mm-mm. building um trust that's not building yeah. community we're saying here here is a voucher you go shopping for what you want 
And and just that little act builds so much dignity and respect. We had a mom come to us. She um single mom, four kids. She worked really hard. She bought her kids all brand new clothes for school. And by the time school came, every one of her kids outgrew the clothes that she bought them. There was this growth spurt. And she came to us just like in this panic, like, I don't know what to do. I spent all my money on these clothes and they've outgrown them. And and they're starting school this week. And please help. Yeah. This is the perfect, this this is what this passage is talking about. Mm -hmm. Helping people who are who are struggling. So we were able to get the kids new clothes through our thrift store and and the mom was just so excited to be able to to feel that she has provided for her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it made her feel successful and that she was caring for her kids and it tied her into our community and our our services and we we, we love that. Another aspect of this pillars from Matthew 25 is caring for the sick. Now, a lot of places do this through like clinics. You know, there's a mm-hmm. there's a great great um, dental clinic in Chicago that 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 is a free dental clinic. There's free health clinics around. That that is not really our our zone. No, but we care for the sick through our biblical counseling. Yep. And you um you are um, working on your biblical counseling certification. Yes. I have a master's in biblical counseling. We have some certified biblical counselors on staff. Talk to us about. How biblical counseling is helping the sick in our community. I have a family that's coming right now who uh, their their son is struggling with some mental health issues and as well as some uh, addiction in his life. And this family is broken. Uh, Mom called me yesterday in tears just with the situation that's going on. And we're offering hope there. And, And we're walking this family through healing and grace in a moment of trauma and hurt and, and, and pain. Their hearts, Brandon, are sick because they're broken mm-hmm. and, and they're struggling. And we're, we're walking them through a process of what does it look like for Jesus to put the pieces of our lives back together? And they have started showing up to groups. Mm. They're going to be showing up to our chapel services in the near future. Just seeing God work in the lives of people like this that that are hurting and broken, broken hearts, some of them with broken minds, that that uh, we're seeing God uh, begin to put the pieces back together through our biblical counseling. Yeah, it's so exciting. Again, a big part of biblical counseling is that building relationships yes. and building trust. And I'm working with a guy, we're going to call him Jay. Yeah. And I've been working with him on and off for years mm-hmm. and in and out of addiction. He does really well, um, supports his family, and then he doesn't. And we're to the point where he's he's back out using again. We're to the point where we're going to be there and, and love him, but we're not going to enable him by by continuing to say things are okay no um, we're going to support his family while we're going to be direct uh, um, almost to the point of I don't, I don't want to say harsh but tough deep, love tough love t- deep truth that's going to upset him yes with the purpose of bringing him back amen and um he's welcome at our services but but you know he hasn't showed for counseling for a few weeks and he hasn't done some of those things and the, those are the those are the sick 
yes. people that we are seeking to minister to, although we love him and pray for him often, and you, and you can help us pray for Jay. Um, we would we would deeply appreciate that. He, he and his family need need your prayers. We're seeking to walk life with him when he when he's ready. The last piece of this, the last the last thing that Matthew twenty five talks about is visiting and caring for those in prison. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we we the, in Fort Wayne there's this program called JCAP. Yes, and it is a select group of inmates that are doing really well that get to live in this special place in the prison mm-hmm. it, it's it's a little bit nicer than than the others you know they get coffee and a tv and, yeah. and some of those things but we have been invited as the lighthouse to come in and and do some work with them yes and we've taken our biblical manhood classes that we teach at our community center mm-hmm. into the jail and we're weekly talking to these guys about the relationship with jesus the relationship with their families their broken wounds mm-hmm. with the goal of when they're released that they can come to the program yes and, and still get some support while they're out in the world and i think that's so important it is but we're also writing prison letters to people all over the country. Yep. From from my last count, which is a little little outdated, we've written over three thousand letters. Yeah, um, that's outdated. Yep, that is outdated. So three thousand plus letters. Yeah. To men and women who struggle in prisons across our country, I, I wrote I wrote a young man. His name was um Bill. He responded to me and said, "Why did you choose me?" And um. Interestingly enough, um, I didn't. I was assigned his, you know, we, we go to writeaprisoner.com and we pull, pull these names off. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just the next one on the list. Yep. But, but just getting a letter from someone made him feel special. And, 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 and we started this, this pen pal relationship and mm-hmm. um, eventually led into some deep spiritual things that yep. he wasn't ready for. His last letter was... Um, I'm not ready for this. Please don't write me again. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to force something on someone they don't want. But... And then some of them are open. Yep. But but here's the thing. He was connected with, and he was shared yep. the good news of Jesus Christ. A seed was planted. Yep. We've had, I believe, four different men come to our program through our jail writing um, campaign. Our staff members just write, write men and women. They, they, they want to connect. They come. And... Um, Imagine the most lonely place on earth. Yep. Prison, jail, across the country. Some of these men have never had letters, have never had anyone visit them. And you get this letter filled with hope. That is just an exciting thing. It is. Um, I'm so proud that we're doing this. And and God's love and the gospel are being shared through our prison letter campaign. So... Again, Matthew 25 sets out these five things that we're to do. This is really the basis for our work at the Lighthouse. And I wanted to read that one passage for you. Verse 40, Matthew 25, 40. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers, you did for me. Amen. And that is the the heartbeat behind the Lighthouse. That's the heartbeat behind our work. Yes. And... um. We would challenge you, um, listeners, if you're local, come get involved. We, we would love for you to volunteer with us. We would love to talk to you about how you can support what we're doing, how you can help with community feeding, with our food bank, with with all of those things. If you're not local, um, we challenge you to find a gospel-centered place that is 
and give back because that is that is the heartbeat of our King. Mm-hmm. That's the heartbeat of our Savior. And of course, we would love your donations and your support. You can find all of that information on our website at biblicalliferecoverycenter.com. Or you can find us on all the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, which is now X, yeah. and um, TikTok, and LinkedIn, and all of those places. So thank you for listening to Reflections of the Lighthouse, letting us share a little bit about the the back and heartbeat of why we do what we do. And hopefully it gives you some clarity as to who we are and what our mission is. Until next time, my name is Brandon Bauer with Pastor Dwayne Modlin. Yeah, God bless. God bless. God bless.